right, all right, we're back. Rule number five, write, record, publish. You need feedback. And we're switching it up this time. This time I'm going to record in the booth. And it's just no more than, again, I'm experimenting. That was like one of the other rules. I think number three, experimenting with sound. Well, I'm also experimenting with the setup and not really experimenting. This is where I do all my work. So I went to come in here and try the podcast in here, try a little something different. But only thing, you know, the microphone kind of obstructs the view. So I want to know, I want your feedback. Do you like do you like this? You know, I asked you before, do you like the green screen or the natural background? Now I'm asking you like the natural background or do you like the booth? Right. I want your feedback. And this leads us to, again, rule number five, which we got in. Well, well I got in 2000. Oh, oh right. 2000 um, to write, record and publish because you need feedback. And I say that because. Again, this goes back to people having a whole bunch of ideas, a whole bunch of songs, a whole bunch of everything. And living in your head is cool. You can have a million ideas, but if you don't actually put them out and get the feedback, you don't know what works and what doesn't work. And actually, when you're dealing with copyright and uh, or IP, when you're dealing with intellectual property altogether, nothing is by by nature. uh when you make something, it is your copyright, you know, by nature, but it has to be in a tangible form. So you having ideas and different things, you know, you know, you can, you're, oh, well, I had that idea. They took my idea. You know, that really doesn't hold any weight unless you put it where there's substance. It's something tangible. And then there's proof. Right. So I say that as the preface to this about the right record published to get feedback. So you have to put something in a tangible form and I'm going to show you. So remember last week when I told you um, I showed you a CD that we made when I was in the group Supreme Beings and we put it together handmade. Well, once I broke off from the group and I, you know, I started making I was making my own money. I was working a job making my own money. And um, I had an, an incident that happened and, and I, I had some money and I had some money that I saved. And then my friend that was in that picture who had recently just passed, rest in peace to my to my brother, Trey. Um, he helped me and make my first investment in my first CD. Um, and here's the CD. Here's the CD. It's called Nourishment. Right. And uh, as you can see here in 2000, let me make sure that it's in the camera. As you can see here in 2000, still the same thing, Universal Man Entertainment, which was my entertainment company. Um but in 2000 is when I, I published this CD, right? And we put it all together with the help of uh, Jay Hall and Exit 5 right here. That was my name before I changed it. It's still my name, El Lidiano, right? El Lidiano and Jay Hall. Jay Hall is Exit 5 Studios in New Jersey and Burlington. And uh, I used to spend 12 hours a day at his studio leading up to this project. 12 hours a day. It was like $10 a pop. I was working 12 hours at a job, so I figured I could spend 12 hours on what I wanted to work with. So I would drive down. At this time, I'm living in uh, Perth Amboy, New Jersey. Shout out to all my people in Amboy. Um, but, uh, you know, I would drive down after working uh, four days a week at 12 hours a day. I would drive down to Burlington and record at Exit 5 Studios. And at that time, it was $10 and I was making good money. So, hey, you know what? Record, record, record master the craft and make an investment. See all those rules that I was telling you? See, I used them on myself. So I just want to let you know. So I would make the investment in time and money driving down there and spending all my time in the studio. And once I found, 
what I thought was a product that fit me, a song or this this album or this EP has two songs, two songs, the acapella and the instrumental. I mean, and if you know anything about just how how things were working when records were being released as far as the 90s going 2000, they would release the song instrumental and acapella. So I just kept that format because you never know who was going to use what. So on the back of the CD here, you'll see two songs, which is one is nourishment. And then you'll see the acapella and the instrumental and then Supreme being sound off. Now, with Nourishment, uh, Jay Hall produced that. And then I wrote the song, you know, and for uh, Supreme being sound off, um, I helped produce that. And, you know, I had, you know, you get the idea with the sample and how to put it together. Then he helped me put it together. And then he made the remix instrumental and then the acapella. But once we felt like we had something, um, you know, I, I took the investment I took my money that, you know, that I was working with and uh, I had a little extra money from uh, an accident that I had at that time. Um, so, you know, I put that together and then my homie, you know, he believed in me, man. He believed in me. I, I borrowed some money from him. I, You know, as soon as I borrowed that money from him, I don't like to owe anybody. So I made sure to pay him back right away. Um, so that's another thing, too. You know what I'm saying? If you borrow my, you know, I know that's a sidebar, but that's a good bar. You know what I'm saying? You never want to ruin your relationships over money with family or friends. So watch who you let borrow money and watch who you borrow money from. And if you borrow something, give it back ASAP. You know what I'm saying? Try not to be in that position. But that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> and that might be another bonus thing. But 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 my friend, um, he he helped me out. Like I said, he he jumped in here and then we, we put this uh, CD together. You see, it still has the packaging and all that stuff like that. I actually went to I did this in disc makers. Every this was all done in Jersey, recorded, mix and master written in Jersey. And then Pinsoak in New Jersey was disc makers. And I actually uh, we put the money up and I made a thousand of these. A thousand of these CDs. I'm not going to take the plastic off, but the artwork is done in the inside. And matter of fact, the artwork was done by two brothers. That was is from Jersey, too. Shout out to Richmond and Edwin. Uh, they helped me put the artwork together. So this is a Jersey project. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, I'm getting a little bit off topic. But, you know, but, you know, I'm very proud of this. And, and let me tell you. Like I said, this is in 2000 when I, when I did this. Again, you can see at the bottom, this is in 2000. And I never will forget driving to Pensoken to pick up when they told me the CDs were ready. I wanted to go to the plant itself where they pressed these up. And um, I remember getting in my car and getting and unraveling the first CD and popping in the tape deck. Man, I cried, dude. I cried, you know, because it was like I felt like even though it was only four or five years into what I'm calling my independent career, I felt like I already went through so much. And to hear, it's a thing. It's, I don't know, it's a thing for me. Like if I write something, I want to record it and I want to put it to music. Then I want to mix it. I want to master it. I want to package it. I want it like I'm, I'm addicted to the whole process of getting a record out. There's not, I'm not a studio rat. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I just don't like beats. It's like, it's the whole process of making a record and putting it out. And at this time, I thought that I was doing this this was my best representation of where I was at at the time. And I want to stress that that. There's no such thing as perfect. And I'm and I'm going to go on and, and tell you more about this, but there's no no such thing as perfect, because at the time I thought that this was it. Then that's why I cried. Like I put everything into it. Um, 
So, you know, at the time that I get this CD out, now it's like, okay, I got a thousand of these joints. I want to see how people are going to react. I want to put my best foot forward, right? You know, at, at this time, you know, a lot of people, you, you've seen the, the project that I was doing before. It was kind of handmade and, 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 you know, written on and stuff like that. But I wanted to be taken seriously. And especially around the way, a lot of guys were doing the computer disc and different. So I wanted to differentiate myself. So right away, people took me serious. Um, before. I even played the music. Now, at this time that I'm doing this, not only am I working um, a job, um, what else was I doing? I was interning for, uh, beforehand. I was interning right before that. I think I, I, I missed that. Um, but when I was uh, interning at uh, Astroworks, excuse me, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm trying to give you so much. So I was interning at Astroworks and Caroline uh, Distribution and stuff like that. And so, man, I cannot think of her name. But it was a high school friend of mine. It was uh, her older brother got me the job. And I was working under a lady. I think her name was Cindy. She used to work at Motown. But anyways, one time I was in, uh, interning and she told me to go to an industry event. And at this industry event, uh, you know, she sent me to... She, she let me go and it was only invite only so at this industry event you come in there and you put your cd uh down or if you have anything right and it's a big ass room it's a big ass room and everybody's like you know whatever is going you know is everybody's going to listen to your thing and then there's a panel of industry people and stuff like that but it was an insider thing so i happened to have this cd done and i put the cd in there and guess what the way that this is the packaging at the time um, my CD was the first one to be uh, pulled up and they wanted to play my record. It was a I forgot the name of everybody there. But one person in particular on the panel stood out to me. It was a guy named Mr. Freeze. And I swear, I think that Jim Jones is Mr. Freeze reincarnated. I don't know. Maybe Jim Jones knows who Mr. Freeze is. I, I, I never knew find found out his name. But this is uh, and I'm, I'm bringing this up, right, because they played the first song. I should have went with my gut. I should have played the song that I produced. But I was like I was trying to play it safe. So here's another tip. Don't play it safe. <laughs> when you get an opportunity, don't play it safe, because if you fail, at least you fail on your terms. Right. But I played it safe and I played the first record, um, which I still believed in the record. Um, so I play it for the panel and I play it for the audience. And uh, when they they play the record. There's like six people on the panel and they were like, OK, who wants to get feedback? Nobody wanted to give feedback. So I guess my thing was really bad. I thought this was the best that I could do. But um, everybody kind of just like, nah, I ain't answer. So Mr. Freeze stood up and he was like, you know, what? I answered. And he's like, yo, fam, you need to go back to the lab. Right. And nourishment is like, I guess it's co it's conscious. But I think when I go back and I listen to it, I guess it comes off. Nobody wants to be preached to. Right. So I guess it came off a little bit preaching. You know, you know, when you're young, you think, you know, everything. So, I, I, you know, if I go back and listen to the lyrics, that's probably what it you know what it was. But nobody wanted to touch it. But the thing that struck was when he said, hey, you need to go back to the lab. Right. I got the feedback. I got the feedback that I needed. Right. But that was only one person. I did something else right here because it was like, OK, he's one person. Maybe I'm not cut out industry because the way the industry was and what I was talking about. So the other thing that I would do. Right. Is take this CD. Remember, I have a thousand of them. So how my mind is like, I got a thousand. How am I going to get rid of them? So I would go to the city and I would rap for people. 
and then, you know, sell these at five dollars a pop. You know what I'm saying? I would get instant feedback, right? Because if I'm rapping for it, they like it. They're going to pay me. They're paying with dollars. Or if they don't like it, they're going to tell me why they don't like it. So I'll be at Washington Square Park or just walking around the city. And I would do the same thing in Jersey. You know what I'm saying? And then people would tell me, they would say, hey, I don't like, you know, the sound of your, the tone of your voice. You sound off here. The beats kind of, whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? I would get good feedback sometimes too. You know what I'm saying? But I would get, you know, and, and I would get feedback on my name because at the time, you know, like I said, I was in the rap group and I was going by Universal. And I, I'll never forget when I gave this CD, there was a brother in Amboy. They said he was with Rockefeller one time um, at that time. And I seen him at 7-Eleven. I can't think of his name. Rock the Block, something like that. I can't. It doesn't even matter at this point. <laughs> um, but I remember giving him the CD at... Um, and, and a 7-Eleven and he look and he's like looking and he took the time again, yo, presentation is everything because it at least made people stop. But when he look at the name Universal and blah, 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 he said, yo, you're going to run into problems. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, young, I just whatever. I just kept going. I Like it didn't really bother me at all. But the thing was, is that I got out of my head for whatever my rap name out of the music I was making. I, I got out of my head and I put it into a tangible form. For people to actually say something, to give me feedback, you know, because it's not enough to think that you're dope. You know what I'm saying? It's not enough. People have to think that you're dope. Right. And it's not enough for them to think that you're dope. There's no, you know, a pat on the back is not going to pay your bills. You know, you need that feedback. If you're really trying to make a career, not only do you need to write, record and publish, you need that feedback. Well, you're publishing so you get that feedback and you're trying to build a business. You're trying to build something. I mean, yo, if you again, if you want to do it as a hobby, kudos and, and like that, if that works for you, then that works for you. If you're doing it for likes and comments and views, that works, too. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're trying to build a career, you have to think about the money. You just the same way that you go to a job. So it's like, yo, I, you, this always used to kill me how it's like they expect artists to be like starving artists or not. Oh, it's going to affect your art if you're not about the money. No. Again, this goes back to a couple podcast episodes before. Like you're already supposed to be dope. You're already supposed to do that. And how else would you find out if you're dope or not without getting uh, feedback? So this this CD is it, it was the beginning. Remember, this is 23 years ago. But this is the beginning of me not living in an echo chamber, right? Because when I'm in the rap group I was in before and, and even with my cousins, we had Dialogue 3 and then with Supreme Beings, we kind of live in an echo chamber because we like each other's stuff. Right. And that's not really going to work when you're with your crew and, oh, yo, that's dope. Oh, yo, say it like this. It, like, yo, that's cool on all that stuff like that. And even with your cousins. Oh, yo, that's dope. That's dope. But the the real thing that's going to decide is if a total stranger is going to mess with it. Will a total stranger, you know, uh, buy what you're selling? And at the time it was CDs. Now, you know, it's with social media and, and different stuff like that. Are they buying your shirts? Are they streaming your music? Are, are they getting involved with you? Or like, what do you have? You know, but the thing is, is that I guess what I'm trying to tell you is that for rule number five, the right record and publish is like, yo, you can go on and on and on about how great you are. Then show your proof. You have to show your proof and you got to be, yo, everybody that gives you feedback isn't a hater. You know what I'm saying? Could you imagine, you know, I, I couldn't imagine that all this year, all this time ago, 2000, this was right. And then somebody would be like, oh, you know, yo, go back to the lab. 
And and I could have been young and dumb and be like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. And I kind of had that attitude. But you know what I did? I did go back to the lab. And I could like, yo, why he say that? Because I thought I was dope. See, see the beauty of feedback? If you take the feedback in and, and don't automatically get defensive, then, you you know what I'm saying, you can... You can build on it. You can build on it because you, okay, I got feedback. I know what's wrong. So now let me try to fix it. And that happens now. Like, yo, I use, uh, I've been using the Fiverr platform to sell vocals and voiceovers and songwriting for about seven years now. And the one thing I all, yo, I love about the platform is that I get feedback. I get feedback from customers and buyers because they buy from me. But also, too, when they buy from me, there's a review system. They can tell me what they like and don't like. I, I, I like your voice when you did this, but I didn't like that. I like what you wrote here, but I didn't like you need that feedback because you can think that you're the greatest person in the world, but it won't matter. You know what I'm saying? Unless you can just feed yourself again. If you're working a job, you can think you're the greatest person in the world. You can live in your own bubble and that's cool. But if you're really, really, if you think that you have something and you want to make a living on it, you're going to have to you put it out there to the world to give you feedback on. And then when you get that feedback, if it's not what people want, you have to adjust. I'm not telling you to lose yourself in the process, but you have to figure out how to, you know, you want to put out stuff, stuff the, the certain way that you want to put it out. No problem. But you have to find a way to serve the people that are going to feed you if you want to make this a full time living. That's all I'm trying to say. So in the beginning, before you make it a full time living, the first thing to do to get your skills up is to write and record and publish as often as possible, because then you get feedback really, really quickly. And we'll get on to the other years where I'll, I'll show you how I got more and more feedback, because I was like making mixtapes and different things and rhyming on this and singing on that and, and making sure that I'm always putting it out to people so I can get feedback. Even with the ideas, when I have an idea, I have like so many ideas, so many things I'm trying to pursue. I always get it out of my head and out. And out to the public, I publish, I publish, I publish, I publish, because then I can see what is working, what's not working. And then if it's not working, I could put it away for now, maybe revisit it later or just totally not deal with it at all because it's a waste of time. But what's even a bigger waste of time is just to, ideas just ruminating in your head. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? You know how you like light up a little bit and you're like, ooh, 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 and you have all these thoughts. But then when you come down and then you take action on none of them, kind of like that. Kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? So for rule number five, and, and, and excuse me that I got a little bit jumbled uh, in the beginning. Maybe it's my, you know, I, I switched to the environment. Maybe I'm feeling the heat come in here now. So maybe this is not a good idea. <laughs> Unless I keep the episodes really, really short. Maybe, maybe this uh, discussion is meant to be out there outside of the booth and we keep all the, you know, the stuff that I need to do inside the booth, you know. But, um, you know, I, I want your feedback on that, though. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to see me suffer in the sweat box or, you know, should we be out there and just keep it casual? Um, I think that's it. You know, I think that's really it for rule number five. You know what I'm saying? Write, record, um, publish and get that feedback as often as possible. And the beauty is that you don't have to do this anymore. This cost a grip, yo. This cost a grip. This was a couple grand, yo. This was a couple grand. And, you know, I challenged myself to get rid of those thousand CDs. As you see, I never got rid of 23 something years later. I mean, I still have a few of them and stuff like that. Um, and I met a lot of people through getting feedback. I met a lot of people and I made a lot of connections right there from starting at this, this point. But this is when uh, I think things started to get serious. And that was 23 years ago. And from there, I was addicted. Once I put this this product together, I wanted to keep putting more products together. 
know what I'm saying? More CDs, more vinyl, uh, more music, more mixtapes. Uh, now more MP3s, more waveform. You know what I'm saying? More T-shirts. Like this, when once I saw the final product, whether it was people thought it was great or not. It, it showed me that I could bring something to completion, that I can publish. I could put something for public consumption. And so I tell you, it's like, yo, see, if, if you're having a problem seeing your way all the way through to the part of publish and you're having like a, a little panic moment that you don't want to publish because of fear of judgment, like, yo, it, yo, it comes with the territory. You think about it. Everything that you like, everything that you buy, whether it comes to the clothes, the food that you buy, anything that the TV that you watch, somebody had to put themselves out there or a group of people had to put themselves out there and click publish for you to even have an opinion on it right you wouldn't even know what marvel was if stan lee just sat in his room and just thought about these things all the time he had to put these crazy notions together and i'm sure people probably told him that a lot of the stuff was crazy and then look at what marvel is now star wars and you all these different things like that from like you it's like not just stanley george anybody anybody that has done something of any significance had to put themselves out there so i encourage you to not sit in your head to 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 not just think that you're the greatest yo put yourself out to there's over 8 billion people on the planet and more than half of them are on the internet you'll find your group of people but you gotta publish and you can't be mad at feedback yo some people are gonna get out there they're gonna just dump on you just because again I, i've said it before they're gonna dump on you because they're miserable you're not looking for that you know what i'm saying you're looking for the feedback when e but even if let's just say somebody says, hey, dude, you you suck. Let's just take that in consideration. It's like, OK, he said I suck. Let's go. But don't hold, let don't let anybody's opinion or feedback hold so, too much weight. Right. But when you get the feedback, look at your stuff, always constantly looking and critiquing how you could get better and better and better and be the best you. You're not competing with anybody else. You're competing to be the best you and you're competing with attention for the market space. So you're not totally competing with anybody else. You're competing just to get people's attention with all the attention that they have going on with everything else, if that makes sense. Right. So you want feedback as much and as often as possible. And if you could put yourself in a position where people are paying you and giving you feedback, yo, that's the double whammy, because I feel like you're getting paid to practice. Like I get paid to practice every day, this recording thing, this writing thing, this producing thing, which is beautiful. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing. Right. Versus having to go to a job and then and, and then pay for my practice. And I did that for a number of years. I did that for a very long time. Ah, uh, my video shut off. OK, let me see. All right, we're going to have to edit that part. Yeah, but I, I, I did it for um, a very long time, man. You know what I'm saying? I paid to practice. So it's like. If you want to get better and you want to get into the zone where you're you're making a full time uh, living, yo, in the meantime, while you're working, while you have the funds, keep publishing. And it's cheaper than ever because you got social media. You got very cheap ways to, to get your stuff out there, your content. You got your phone and keep putting stuff up. Keep writing, recording, publishing, keep getting feedback, keep getting better. You know what I'm saying? And eventually you'll crack it. You eventually you'll crack it. But it might take time. man. I mean, look at from from 2000. I didn't start making a full-time living up until 2016. A full-time living, we're talking about. So that was 16 years, okay? So, I, hey, it might go faster for you. And this is why I'm, I'm passing on the information to speed up your process. I went through a lot of trial and error. Maybe it'll go faster. 
we're not talking about people that hit and then have overnight success or, you know, because there's a far, there's far and few in between. A lot of people's grind is going to go a long time before they see a dime. So if you're willing to stick it out, you know, write, record and publish as often as possible, fail as often as possible. But you're going to be failing forward because you're going to learn something that you can add on and build and figure out how to get paid. Like I said, it took me like 16 years to figure it out. Well, longer than 16 years because I started beforehand. But we're going to take it from here where I started taking myself even more serious. So we're going to start with this. So I say 16 years. OK, so write, record, publish and get that feedback. So you can make things better and be the best you, you know, hopefully this one came out well. Um, and I'll see you next week for rule number six. Peace. Radio.